0: in a sex pick this thing up wait
1: so wait let's see this welcome to driving little awesome that's art Burks. i'm art i'm lane and uh, we are on assignment on assignment <laughs> so we just went to what do we do we flew to we flew out of san francisco on wednesday it's thursday or thursday morning and we flew down to long beach and yep. then we had our friend uh, Patrick Stevenson pick us up, Motor Affair, and he picked us up in his uh, E60 wagon or whatever that whatever that means. That car has E61 or something. Uh, and then what did we do from there? So yeah, we just went um, did a little, little bit of shop
0: hopping because uh, he had like he had to do you know some kind of errands and shit, like meeting up with a few people. And uh, so we went to Motion Engineering first, right? That's the first yeah Motion Engineering, the Joey Sealy's shop. Um, and yeah, but it uh, turns out he wasn't there But we got to see some of the rides that were out there It was an RWB with uh, our bud, uh, Joshie Robot's uh, little donut badge
1: yep. back. My, um, fav- my favorite car, definitely Your favorite car? You, I, I heard you got on your knees and kissed it in I, admiration I did get on my knees and kiss it Holy uh, shit I hope we Did we get a picture of that? I think we we did, did, we did Awesome, we'll post that later And then they had a vanquish there yeah, which uh, we did post on our feed. People got to see that. It looks like a gigantic bloated thing next to an NSX. Yep. And then after that, we went we went over to uh, visit with Tim at BBI Autosport. And we recorded a little uh, mini podcast there because we only had so much time. Went to a sandwich shop down the street, and you and I both got the... Uh, the bbi 911 sandwich yeah which was spicy as fuck yeah super spicy yeah like tons of raw jalapenos in it so yeah uh and then what did we do there we checked out his shop which is really impressive right yeah totally i mean it's way way like spiffier and but and
0: actually like more decked out than i expected i expected like a little garage with two bays or something but he's yeah. got like i think like five lifts or six lifts and like very, like a proper clean room, like engine room, and a lot of parking area. And like, it seems like even details cars outside but
1: for customers. And I mean, yeah, it's a really, really nice facility with a big showroom. And, Huge showroom yeah. with uh, not that much in it. Yeah. But you know what I was thinking whenever we were in the showroom? Like, how, like, it sucks there's no good roads down there and you have to deal with LA traffic and all that stuff. Yeah. Or wherever the shop is. I don't know. The greater LA area traffic. Right. Um, but how rad would that be as, like, a st- a place to stop on a rally for a meetup, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, that whole showroom area and everything? Yeah, just to, like, hang out and even have some coffee or drinks there and just yeah. chill. And then, yeah, I mean, and it's, it's... But it just sucks there's no... There isn't any real roads around there or anything yeah. like
0: that. Yeah, so. unless, hey, I imagine... Because you have to basically get across L.A. to get to the roads, right? Yeah. Into the mountains or the canyons. And that's a fucking adventure.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but, yeah, no, it's super cool. Um super cool shop and uh, the team's fucking awesome super nice guy like extremely knowledgeable dude super passionate about what he does and obviously that's what drove him to do what he's doing and he's become like super successful at it which is awesome you know like super like uh, you know i mean props to him for getting where he is just with like perseverance and passion you know yeah i mean and
1: as you said you know he just surrounded himself with the right people and kind of live in the dream um, yeah it was cool like listening to him like uh, tell us about stuff they were making and he was kind of getting giddy about it you know getting excited yeah now i hear the excitement
0: and yeah so i mean we'll definitely we'll release that on
1: everything.
0: we'll release like a little that little mini kind of kind of a special feature podcast uh probably right early next week right like yeah and uh when you guys will Couple get to hear
1: from
0: now. Yeah, get to hear what um <laughs> what he's about and how he like you know how he got to where he is and how his shop got to where he is and um you know, a little bit more about him, but uh but yeah it was awesome and you know got to see some rad rides and and then you know we proceeded we jumped back into the the you know the new ninety one uh Project Car NSX DWA Project Car NSX. Oh wait, so we didn't even mention that. We
1: kinda of yeah. glossed
0: over the fact Yeah, I guess you know, I mean at this point, I mean at least the people who follow us on Instagram and also listen to our podcast are aware that, you know, I bought an NSX. We that's the reason we initially flew down. Um, Although, we did tie it into another event. Um, is it recording? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're on the move now. So, we're recording here mobily. Uh, hopefully, this all works out. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so we... There was kind of a... Sort of a double whammy. Like, I mean... I had some work... Like, personal work down there. Um, we got invited to the premiere of... Uh, the 24-Hour War, which is Adam Carolla's... Uh, so... I don't like, what Nate Nate Adams. Nate Adams' his new um, uh, documentary about, you know, the Ford racing program at Le Mans and, and basically going up against Ferrari and, and really dominating after that. But uh, Alright, but wait, 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 wait. Let's, so let's yeah, go so back. there's that. So there's that. But that was there was that, there was some work that I did and then we also flew down to get the car. So it was like this of, like sort of a So what's the car? What do we do? So we went down to Laguna Beach. Uh, well Patrick Stevenson picked us up at the airport, Long Beach talked about that he drove us down to Laguna Beach yeah and then we met with the guy uh, the seller there who's uh, an ex edmonds guy super cool dude and picked up uh, my uh, 91 NSX uh, silver over black which I mentioned last time 65,000 original miles record blah 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 um, you know and uh, the guy um, had purchased it from the Edmonds long term fleet they had the car for you know, a little over a year or something and uh, he, while he was at Edmonds, and uh yeah, it just it was kind of his weekend toy, and like the dude had it for four years and drove it ten thousand miles in four years. Yeah. So it was totally his weekend car and his baby, and you know, took really good care of it. And uh, yeah, so jumped in that. Super nice guy. He's a pr- really you know big car guy. Like kind of crazy situation because his wife was literally like due the day before, and like kind of like orchestrated this whole thing for us to come down and basically buy the car and like get out of there. And, following he, or no that night he fucking texted us letting us know that they were going to induce his wife like later that evening or the following morning yeah, or something it so, morning. so it was just kind of a crazy you know timing deal um that timing uh so yeah we jumped in the freaking car and then proceeded to go to motion engineering and then <coughs> drive for the fucking no yeah,
1: but we didn't go first we made a stop oh dude the fucking canyon guy yeah so yeah. there was a We on the way there we had seen there was a nine eleven, like an early long nose nine eleven, and a VW bug sitting next to it. And they both have for sale signs on it. So on the way back from picking up the car, we stopped right there, you know, got out, looked at the cars and uh went and asked the the guy working on it was a Porsche shop. Uh or a German German repair shop yeah, basically. I mean, yeah I think it's like Canyon Porsche but he does a, you know everything yeah year. and he does like restoration and everything kind of and we and the Porsche was really it was a 1970 911E it was black uh, had some like 80s Recaro seats in it it, yeah. it was, like, pretty decent, right? Huh? Yeah, I mean, it was just dusty, but it looked like a pretty nice, straight car. Yeah, yeah. if you, like, buffed it, really detailed it, it would probably be pretty cool. Yeah. Or pretty nice. I mean, it was pretty nice on you, um, But he wanted 70K for it.
0: Yeah, something like that. And what was crazy, though, is, you know, I could in and go ask him about the car, and he was kind of, like, doing some, you know, just kind of shop cleanup, you know, walking around, and then um, once we, you know, I told him, like, oh, you know, like, I... I, um, I saw your car on the way over to buy this NSX we just picked up. And he's like, oh, NSX, I love those. And he came out. And first he was kind of about to blow me off and wasn't really, like, interested in talking to me. And then, like, once I mentioned NSX, like, we started talking. And then, like, immediately, like, noticed that I was a car guy. And then, like, I called you guys over, you and Patrick. And he, like, proceeded to show us around his shop. And fucking under recovery, has like this pristine uh, 246 Dino. Or was to GT 246 DT, uh, Dino. Yeah, it was a 246 Dino. Uh, and then, um, and then uh, his uh, like his, his first car was it his he first was, car? He had yeah. it since he was 19. Yeah, a freaking uh, a 67 911 S was it? Um, short wheelbase. I think it was a 67, right? 69. Yeah, I don't
1: think it was an S though, was it? Or was 911? Oh, yeah, he said, it. said 911 S. Yeah, so 67 911 S. Yeah,
0: and then then uh, there's all this like you know ratchet everywhere, like old Peugeots and fucking you like know, Doka. And then, yeah, he takes us to this little barn in the back, and he's like, check this out. He didn't tell us what it was. And he opens the fucking door, and there's, like, this, like, totally
1: restored, like, pristine, pristine like, fucking doka, right? Like, yeah. I don't know what year. No, yeah, it was an 80s Volkswagen, yeah. you know, manigan style doka. Yeah, and it was a really cool color, like a smoke gray, like... Like yeah. a really pale gray, you know, what kind of, but it had a lot of like sand beige in it or something. Yeah, it was kind of like that Land Cruiser color or the new, you know, the new sorry, the FJ Cruiser color. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. It was that. like that yeah, color, yeah, something like that. And uh, yeah, like pristine fucking thing, and like the and
0: guy, then uh, like a '66 bug next to it. Yeah, but he had you know just like restored for like an older couple or something. Yeah. He said and he
1: said he or he sold it for thirty three grand or something.
0: Yeah, and that was like impeccable and. And then he, like, you know, he kept just just kept going and going. Next thing you know, we're, like, in the back of this place. And, like, he's, like, pointing out, like, you know, just other projects. And then... Right-hand drive Mini Cooper. He's got a right-hand drive Mini Cooper. And then he, like, he's, like, look at this fucking thing. And under this tent, he has, like, this 1930s Jaguar, right? Like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's, like, the ones that have, like, the, I don't know, like, um, like, the exposed kind of area in the front, like, the seating position, the seating area in the front, rather, for the chauffeur, and then you have, like, an enclosed Isn't thing. Isn't that, the, like, a dual cowl? Something like that. It's, like, like a that. dual cowl. Did he call it a dual cowl? I think you did call it that. I think that's what that
1: that is, right? Yeah, so
0: right. you had, like, this old Jag, like, in really good condition, sitting under this tent. It looks like it's never been moved or something. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but yeah. it's sitting there for a while. Um... So, yeah, then, like, you know, he, he's, like, a super nice guy and, like, proceeds to, like, offers his drinks and shit, or offers drinks, and, yeah, I mean, super random, just kind of, like, you know, it's interesting to see how, like, it went from, like, oh, this kind of annoying kid is just going to, like, tire kick to, like, oh, you guys are fucking car people, like, let me show you my shop, let me show you my toys. you're and, like, so into it. Super into it, like. He just kept going and going, you know. Um, so that was yeah. pretty rad. I mean, it's it's always good. I mean, and it's like this. He's like the stereotype too, like like old guy with a white beard, white hair, like
1: yep. been doing it forever. Said and he never did any advertising ever. Yeah, no it was marketing, all word of mouth. It's just all word of mouth. And he his like yeah, he's just very old school, right? Yeah, old school. Everything's pen and paper, no yeah. computers in sight.
0: And like you walk around the shop, there's like engines everywhere, like just like shit going and all this stuff. Being passed by a brand new four c with the paper plate right now. <laughs> oh, and he had a spray booth and stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's he had, had a, a hole.
1: He had a lot of
0: land right there too. Like? Yeah, a lot of big property there. Uh, so yeah, then that, that's when we—I know—we're all over the place. But we did so much shit; it's like a fucking whirlwind, right? So, but yeah, we went—we went to motion engineering. Um, you know, some, kind of cars BBI. out there. Went to BBI, and then fucking like we're—we left. We recorded like an impromptu podcast mm-hmm. with the team. And then we, like, four, we left, like, at 5.30 or something. Yeah. And we needed to go... We're we
1: like, had to be in Hollywood. Yeah, by at, 7. And we... No, well, yeah, 7. Because they started, like, the little... 7, little movie, movie started... Movie. Red carpet was at 7, movie started at
0: 7.30. Yeah, and we're on the other side, like, in fucking Huntington Beach, and we look at the map, dude, and it's, like, solid red everywhere. And we proceeded to fucking follow, like, you know, we did the whole, like... Multiple alternate routes Surface streets We're like going through Some ghetto ass Like East LA neighborhoods And shit And like Eventually fucking made it We actually made it With good time though right? It took us an hour
1: 45 Yeah an hour 45. So we got there at 7.15 So we go to the It was at the Chinese theater Which is the TCL theater now I yeah, believe Yeah TCL theater uh, On Hollywood Boulevard And then and... our uh So yeah And then Cheyenne from
0: Petrolicious met up with us there and, um, and then yeah We just hung out Had a drink And then um you know you know of course adam carolla was there
1: uh, watched the movie he did a little q a after yeah he was just like basically it, it, he was just like telling jokes the whole time basically. i know and it's
0: funny because we choose our seats like i saw
1: this like blue taped oh, yeah. off area and then there were
0: two or three seats that were not taped off right in the middle and then there was a taped off area behind us and we're like let's check out that spot right so we sit down and fucking nate sits or yeah, Dave yeah, Adams. He who sits made the right movie. next to me, like to my right. Yeah. You're to my left and the Cheyenne's to his to your left. And then Adam Gurlis sits directly behind fucking Lane yeah, with, with his like daughter and son. With his and, daughter, yeah. and we're just like kind of like in the mix, you know, and like a lot of the producers and everyone's kind of around us and shit. And there's like you know, a lot of you know, like Carol Shelby's like relative, like, you know, grandson and like um there's like the like the Lola guys, like the um, um original Lola guys were there and some older gentlemen and then just like you know, kind of a rad crowd, and you know, super kind of casual atmosphere. So, we
1: haven't even talked about what you think about the doc. I mean, yeah. So I mean, well, we're this is the beginning, right? So yeah. we're sitting down. But I mean, I haven't even talked to you about
0: it. No, yeah. So I mean, yeah. So we watched the documentary, and I mean, it was cool. I mean, it, I think it was kind of like a nice, like sort of overview of what happened. But like yeah. reading the book because I had just read, um, you know, uh, go like hell. Yeah, By A J. Abrams. No, no. I do I say? A J. Adams. <laughs> Adams? Uh, I don't know. Whatever. A. Yeah, A J. Something. Um, I'm spacing right now, but um, so yeah. I mean, A J. Bain. A J. Bain, and he was like, because you know, it's so detailed, but you can do that in a book, right? And, yeah, and like he goes into like a lot of specifics,
1: and like you know, they try to condense the. It would have to be a mini series. Totally, it would yeah, have to be like yeah. eight hour You know, four two-hour movie. Right,
0: and so they condensed the whole thing down to an hour and, hour and half, a half, or whatever, 90 and, minutes, and they straight up, and somebody did ask that question, like what else, what, like how much did you have to cut out, and like, they were like, dude, we had to cut out like 30 minutes of just of the Daytona prototype alone, right, like of that
1: conversation, and
0: yeah, yeah there's just so much, and so it was like, you know, I mean, bare essentials, but
1: you know, it was cool, it was a good documentary. Although, the one, th- I didn't expect them, they kind of went in at the beginning of the movie, they went into how Ford was started and how Ferrari was started, yeah, right? and that's They cool. went either side. I didn't expect them to do that. Yeah,
0: and, and they show a lot of the parallels, even though they're so different initially. Yeah. Like, the parallels between, you know, Henry Ford II and, and Enzo Ferrari, right? Yeah. Like, they're very similar in the sense that they were, like, very dominant figures, and they, like... They were, like, like you know, they were revered by, like, all of their, like, underlings, you know, all their employees, yeah. and what they said went, you know, and when they stepped in the room, everyone's like, oh, shit, they're here, you know what I mean? Like, kind of, yeah. like, whipped everyone into shape, and, like, they were both very powerful, dominant figures, and, you know, it was interesting to see that dynamic. Um, my only thing is, like, you know, um, is, is at the end, like, I felt like it was kind of anticlimactic, like, yeah, because like we the, knew well, you obviously know what's gonna happen, right? But. but like, it was like, oh, they fucking They did like the photo finish, and like they finally won after failing twice in a row, yeah, like, terribly. And then they win, and then they move on to the next thing, which was like the, the, the GT, uh, the GT40 Mark four, yeah, and how that continued the battle, but didn't
1: and, that that almost ruins it, right? Because it didn't like, need to go on from there, it takes away from the they fucking story. Taken all that stuff out yeah. after the win, the first win, and just said on the screen. They continued to win until 1969. Right. Like the, the additional thing is like, yeah, I was. I don't feel I, yeah, necessary. I feel you. They could have spent about 15 minutes longer on just that that race yeah. and taken out all the stuff about the the mark. Yeah. What that, the mark four. The mark
0: four. And, yeah. and the the thing that I really liked in the book was that. I mean, you know, this gets into really nerdy details and shit, and you know, maybe it doesn't have mass appeal. But um, when they introduced, when they put the 427s into the into the cars the first time, yeah, the cars handled like shit. You know, it was like yeah, they yeah. were struggling with brake problems. Like the whole car was like almost unmanageable because you had all this fucking weight back there. And like they had a tinker with the arrow, and like you know, they could have focused on that to make because they had to really, really massage the car and improve it to make it a winning car right Yeah, and they just like, they're like oh they added this engine and they won and it was like ah uh, you know
1: what I mean like that yeah. was, that was mean, kind of a thing it, right? it was like it, I thought it was good but I do think it was a little by the book yeah it was very by the book documentary right there was nothing like the biggest thing about the story that stood out to me was the thing with um, I forget the driver's name now um, what's his name that he won the race oh 10 miles? 10 miles so yeah yeah, and then but because he was only so far ahead uh, they put him in second place because he started the race behind the the number 2 car or he started ahead of the number 2 car which uh, made him get second place and that's all because well, of their orders, team orders. Yeah, because they decided to do a
0: photo finish and they lined up all the cars. <laughs> yeah. It was something about the distance and you know, people can look up the details, but ultimately it fucked them over because he was already ahead and he had like, you know, basically yeah, it all messed everything. And then out. he went
1: on to die in testing the Mark yeah, IV. Super uh, tragic, yeah. You know, whatever uh, months or months later. It was uh yeah, this weird prototype that had like a
0: honeycomb like monocoque weird thing. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a bummer, yeah, because, you know, he he, he was going to be the only person in history to ever win, like, all of the endurance races at the time, right, all the major, yeah. it was, like, Sebring, Daytona, Daytona right? and the Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like, you know, the testing, he died, like, and in, in, in the book, they really go into that, like, how, like, he was really devastated about that, he was, uh, like, I'd imagine. So, he was so fucking bummed, you know, and, yeah, uh, but, you know, I mean, that, that, that's history, right, I mean, that's just the way shit went down, but, yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, so we, we watched that and, you know, went out for some drinks in the city. and Met up with uh, our buddy oh, Austin yeah,
1: Cabot of uh, Slip Angle Show. Yeah, Austin, who now lives in L.A., right? He moved out from uh, Atlanta. From Atlanta. He works for uh, Garrett, Garrett Turbos. So yeah. I don't know if we're supposed to say that. <laughs> I'm Sure. It uh, yeah, so went out and got some drinks with, them, with him and Cheyenne from Petrolicious. And then uh, I guess that was our day. Yeah, it was our day And then, and we then today We woke up in the morning uh, Cruised over to Passion Malicious Headquarters And hung out there Checked out all the cars In their shop uh, And uh, went and got lunch And now we're On our way home Yeah, I did a little a Couple pit stops Here and there For some snaps And uh,
0: Yeah, just cruising In the fucking in the 91 NSX I mean, it's it was interesting to, One thing I wanted to highlight Was like you know, we didn't really get to throw it around in some really fun, twisty roads, but um, we got to drive in fucking nasty L.A. traffic, and the car is, like, super comfortable and easy to drive in those conditions, you know? like Yeah, it's every, like being in my TSX. Yeah, it's like, everything's just like, you know, the transmission is, like, rifle action, super smooth, really nice, and, you know, the, the clutch is, like, real, it's, 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 like, perfectly weighted. It's not, like, super, it's not too light, not too heavy. The steering, when you're, like, you know make on center and like even like you know i don't even know how to fucking describe this but like let's say like you have six, like you know 10 inches of displacement in either, or five inches in either direction of movement and play it's very nice and direct and light but then once you actually get in turn beyond that that's when it weights up real nice once, and then, yeah once you load and, it up but you're not in there unless you're in the twisty so just driving around town and stuff it's like super nice and light and smooth and um, and you have amazing visibility. Like, it's crazy how awesome the visibility is. And every The view direction. out of the front of this thing is beautiful. Super rad. And we'll post some pictures of that later. You know, I mean, yeah, the, the way that the, the front end slopes down and the dash is super low. And, um, you know, for the folks out there who have driven like CRXs, it's a very similar design in the dash. It's like really far forward and then it's very low. and um, And then it gradually kind of like the console in the middle kind of like like gradually comes towards the driver you know I mean I guess towards into the interior right yeah water falls down. water falls down and like everything is right it falls to hand like and, I mean I remember reading before I got this car a ton that ergonomics were like super important because they were tapping into a space that like was renowned
1: for like being you know this the whole supercar poor thing poor ergonomics everything was terrible visibility I mean, was 9 shit Porsche 911 Ferrari yeah. 348 Lotus Esprit yeah all
0: awful right all Lamborghinis yeah which, uh, everything was terrible, visibility sucked, and, and, um, and this is the exact opposite. They did a really good job with, like, the door panels, the way they bow out, you notice? Yeah. Like, they made every. it feels very airy in here, even though it's, you know, it's, it's actually really small. Yeah. Um, and the visibility's fucking killer, like, the 8 pillars are really thin. I mean, you can see all the way around very well. Visibility outwards from the back, or towards the back, is killer yeah, too. really yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's it's super nice to drive in, in all
1: conditions, you know. Right? And don't you, I mean, I think the power, it has actually quite a bit of torque. I mean, it feels good, like, pulling from 2,500 on the highway. Yeah, like, you, just to like, keep up, keeping up with driving is not an issue. Like, you, you know, you, you think
0: that it's, a, you know, it redlines at 8 grand and it makes power all the way up there, you know. And you think that it's, you know, like, kind of like a little, a new make little VTEC motor, but... You have power pretty much everywhere, just to like get around and get up to get up to speed with traffic. If you want to, just if you don't want to shift downshift and get into the higher rev range, like you're cool. You know, like it's it's a three liter, but they managed to map it right to where you have to, plenty of power everywhere and gear too. I guess right. Yeah. And that's another thing, right? Because we were talking about the gearing and like everyone talks about how the gearing is super long, and it is. I mean, first gear goes to like forty something. Second gear goes to like eighty one miles an hour. Um, but you have plenty of power everywhere in second gear. Like, and you'd think that it, you know maybe in the really really tight stuff, like maybe you know it, it, it can get awkward. But I don't know. Like so far, even you know we put it in some like kind of fast sweepy stuff, and like it felt okay. Um, Like you know one fifty four. Yeah. Um. It, it wasn't. It was fine. You know. So it's gonna be interesting to see how it drives in like some of the tighter stuff that we like to do up in the mountains.
1: Yeah, I'm curious. Um... I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely geared really tall, so, uh, but, I, well, like I said, it does have power, um, I mean, it not, you know, it's not, it definitely wakes up at around, when VTEC kicks in, yo, yeah, at 5,700 like, Yeah. Or so. this, I mean, and the sound, and the car, the, the induction sound of this car is so fucking Oh awesome. yeah, let's talk about that, like, so you start this car up, and it sounds like a Honda Accord, it's just like, you don't even hear it, Nothing. no exhaust note. At all. At all. Like not nothing. And then being in this car though, it wails. Yeah. It's basically. like actually loud when you like like actually get on it right now. Just kinda like Let's see what we can do here. Maybe yeah. look.
0: That was just from like forty five to six and a half or something. Yeah. And uh yeah, it's it's gnarly, dude. It's just
1: has a killer intake note and it's yeah it's like a snarl fucking guttural sound and Yeah, it's way more guttural than I thought it would be. I thought it would be more like sewing machine smooth. Yeah dude. And it is smooth, but it doesn't it has a little bit of yeah, just guttural guttural kinda throatiness to it. Yeah, it
0: sounds really, really good. It's a lot of fun. I mean it makes you want to rev out the motor like constantly,
1: you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's because- gotten tons of looks and it's a yeah. silver car. I mean it's not like it's not very ostentatious but, right. but it's really nice looking and, and we've got you know a bunch of thumbs up and uh, how about that dude on the motorcycle just like an hour ago just like breaking whole, neck yeah, yeah he's just breaking his neck looking at it. us like watch the road bro so yeah it's cool and and, that, and also I like the fact that
0: it's like people are appreciating it it's not like oh there's that fucking dick in like a yellow Lamborghini right like everyone's yeah. like really excited to see it it's like so cool right it's like oh yeah. like what is that you know like it's it's such a it, it you know has that sort of reaction from people that they have like genuine interest but like positive interest you know like good vibes. Oh uh, yeah, for so, sure. Yeah, no, it's it's been awesome so far, man. I really enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, Lane, you, you drove for a while, so. Yeah, I mean, I
1: thought it was great. I. Uh, oh, we got shitty tires, man. Oh yeah, day. the front tires are uh, Edmonds. So this was the Edmonds long-term car for like for like like Art said for like a year or so, a little over a year. So, and that was just in 2011 through 2012. Yeah. So if you go back and look, just look up, like, Edmunds um, NSX on the internet, you know, on Google or whatever, and it'll come up. They had a bunch of, um, you know, logs, basically, talking about this car. They went through, like, what, you know, what kind of gas mileage they got how much they spent on maintenance they actually spent quite a bit of money yeah they had some weird fucking
0: shit happen to them and that's it's gnarly because these are renowned for being like really easy to maintain like you can go any fucking Honda dealership I mean it's the same you know it's I mean it's got titanium components and it's a you know it's a built motor but it's basically an accurate Legend V6 or something right like it's yeah. like a hopped up, so essentially right and yeah. Everything, if you look at the engine bay, like, your alternator's right there, like, all the essentials, your air, your air filter, like, everything's really easy to service. If you look underneath the car, the oil pad's, like, right there, the, the, you know, super easy to drain. Oil filter is, like, right at hand. You can practically reach underneath
1: the car and re- re- replace the oil filter, you know, so. And, uh, yeah, but yeah, one of the things the had to do was the uh, yeah, they had an ABS, ABS module, yeah. which is what Alex at SharkWorks, he had one of these NSXs, and he was telling yeah. us about how the ABS is wonky on them. Yeah, and so, his was kind of starting to go out, and then he sold it. Yeah, so they had
0: ABS, and then they had to replace the cats. Um, yeah. So, And that's an expensive, you know, and, and no matter what car, really. I mean, yeah. these days. Of course. Especially in California, because we have California-specific cats, which are really
1: expensive. Yeah, I mean, so, what are they? And this is dual cats? Dual cats. So. Okay. They're probably, like, a each or more. I probably. think so, yeah. 15, I can't remember, but it was, it was a big yeah.
0: expense. Um, so, yeah, just random shit. Yeah, also, one other thing was that the stereo, uh, I think the lighting or something, the circuit board on the stereo was fucked up, uh-huh. and they restored it back to original condition. That was a $500 repair. Holy but, man. I mean, you know, they, it's just odd stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, I think they just replaced, like, hood shocks or trunk shocks. and Other than that, it was, like, little. They did a timing belt service on it. Um, yeah so little things you know that add it up but um but outside of that like even with the ma- with the major expenses they fucking love the car And it's really interesting to see how like they really talk about you know how practical the car really is and you know we have two like sizable backpacks we have a big cargo cover, and we still have extra space in the trunk. It's, like, not too bad. Yeah, you know? no, it's not too bad at yeah. all. The, w- the one disappointing thing was that it doesn't have a front. No, the frunk is, like, my spare and, and uh, some reservoirs. Yeah, and it's your ABS module, ABS module. which is
1: freaking giant, dude. Yeah, yeah. The weird thing is that there's
0: space there for, like, if, if they, if they would have put, if they wanted to, they could have put, like, some sort of, uh, like, a... Uh, like a cubby that drops down into that where the abs module is yeah and you could have put like another backpack there i feel At like least that's that, deep yeah. right
1: and if they didn't have a spare tire they definitely could have done like some kind of some kind of little tub right there yeah and i mean and i guess you
0: know something easy that you can unscrew and pop out to service those things right yeah to access those things but i
1: mean maybe they just wanted to keep it exposed for easy access but yeah um, but yeah, yeah I, when i drove the car it was like the clutch take up is pretty high um, which I guess is just a trade of these cars um, Not unlike like a lot of 944s I've driven and stuff Yeah, And uh, super easy you know, No clutch chatter or anything It's really smooth The shifter is I mean, really nice and tight And the, power, the no power steering feels really cool Nice on-center feel uh, No sloth there And then uh, I drove it on some some really like tight roads just now not at high speeds but uh it definitely it definitely gives. it's definitely a workout to drive and you definitely yeah. you have to have some leverage to to really yeah, turn the wheel yeah, you definitely want to shuffle like initially shuffle and then <laughs> yeah and the steering's not um the ratio isn't soup the rack's not that quick so that makes it where you have to shuffle
0: yeah, a little bit but that's what's trippy though like the very vari- like the variables of blow, right because on center it's like you know it's very quick oh, yeah. like it's super quick on center and in either direction probably let's say that we have an area of maybe four inches in each direction where it's fast and yep. then after that it starts to slow down and it waits up it's a really trippy kind of feeling but it's the feedback is awesome i mean it feels very mechanical and like you feel everything you know and Unfortunately, yeah, going back to the tires, um, the front tires, that's kind of what's oh, the yeah, that's what you're there. talking about, huh? So the front tires are five years old, and, and they have a shit ton of meat. And things. they're so, Yokohama S drives if you're not whatever, the greatest
1: tire, yeah. and the rears are uh, three years old, and they're you know, Yokohama S drives. But I definitely could feel the front end, like, kind of wash out on me a couple of- a yeah, of times.
0: yeah, definitely, and, and feel you can feel that the tires are hard, you know. Yeah. And you can see them. You look at them; you know, they're like obviously kind of shiny, you know. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, that's another thing. Is like, I mean, I've been, we've been talking about this, you know, like kind of the, the, the wheel setup for this car, and like I don't want to stray too far away from a, kind of an OEM look, you know. And um, and there's you know there's like some chunky options like you know fifty fifty two tarmacs. There's uh the you know there's like the JDM there's like a spoon. Um, Called SW three eighty eight or the Rebo or Rico Masters. I forget what the fuck they're called, but yeah. it's like a white version of the. So BMW, you're gonna JDM art the fuck out of it? Probably JDM art the fuck out of it, but it's basically a nice chunky, um, you know, five spoke. Or the other thing that's really appealing is getting um, the uh, OEM seven spokes from the later cars that are, you know, slightly upsized. there are um, they're sixteen by seven up front, I believe, and uh, seventeen by eight and a half in the rear. The stock size on the early cars, which I have now, is 15 by 65 front and uh, 16 by 8 rear. So you upsize them, and then people space them out with, like, a 20mm spacer because the, they're super high offset. They're, like, sucking yeah. in far into the fucking wheel well. So uh, space them out 20 millimeters evenly around, and then just, uh, that's where things get a little hairy because the car has a shit ton of fender cap.
1: But the car is really low to the ground, like the front overhang, right? The yeah, so you can punch your fist through the fender gap. Yep. But how many times have we scraped Dude, on this trip? We scraped going fucking straight, like yeah. on dips, you know? Like, I scra- and I, I scraped at speed going through a turn. Yeah. So. so I think we probably, you know, we probably scraped the front lip. Uh,
0: Right. Right. More. Probably <laughs> probably more. Again, Twenty-five times. Yeah, and even going into shit like you know, like like gas stations, you know, like you. I mean, well, we've been or just like a driveway, right? Like you think you have plenty of angle, like kind of JDM angle going into the fucking thing, and you're still scraping the sides of the lip. It's
1: it's crazy how low the fucking front lip is, or the front end of the car is. So it's also it's also crazy how low the the whole car is. The whole car is like enough. the roof line. Um, compared to modern traffic, where yeah. you know, we're driving next to a brand new like a Civic or a Prius or something,
0: we're next to a Toyota Corolla, and
1: yeah. the handle,
0: the door handle was an eye level, right? Yeah, exactly, it's like it's so crazy how low the car is, and so it's really trying to find that balance, right? Between like okay, I want to close the wheel gap a little bit for aesthetic reasons, but I don't want to sacrifice the ride, first of all, too much, so I have to get something nice, you know, nice, nice, nice shocks, ideally a progressive spring setup so that as it compresses you know it stiffens up so that i don't scrape too much but i think i, I might not be able to get away with more than half an inch dude i, I don't
1: think you will maybe I, even I, less i think
0: uh, a quarter inch at most.
1: Yeah, Dude, yeah. we're already like pushing the limits basically yeah
0: but i mean it is compliant it's a stock suspension setup so that's true so
1: if you stiffen it up a little bit yeah but that still isn't going to help you around town right just getting that's into just on you know yeah so, so
0: I, I mean, basically, we're gonna. I mean, you gotta treat the front lip like a GT3 RS lip, you know? It's, it's disposable. disposable, yeah. You're gonna fuck it up for 200 bucks or whatever, and you just deal with it, you know? every. I guess you swap it out every year, maybe two, two a year or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. That's just kind of the cost of driving one of these. The well, of you'll only thing. own it for
1: like six months,
0: so. So, I'll only do both through one lip, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I'm, I'm loving this thing. A few people have already reached out and asked, like, if I, like, how do I compare it to the nine three? If I regret selling nine and three, and first question is no, not at all. I don't regret selling nine and three. You know, I, I love the nine three. It's fucking cool. I'm still kind of like in the honeymoon kind of period with this car, so I'm loving the shit out of it. And maybe down the line, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna really fucking yearn for a Porsche. And, you know, we were talking about potentially squeezing in the nine twelve in on top of this car as like like maybe a project tinker toy because this car is rock solid. I mean, I don't need to do anything to it except for maintenance, right? So. Um, but I mean, I'll like personalize it a little bit. But um, I really enjoy the the way this car drives so far. And, um, you know, the 993 was fucking awesome. And I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I still think they're amazing cars. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm really kind of focused on this car right now. You know, like I don't necessarily miss the 993 at this point, And yeah. I definitely don't regret selling one. So, because they got they're,
1: they're both really good cars. Like, I don't yeah. think you had any. Was there any real major faults? Like, did, was there anything you really hated about the 993, though? No. Or didn't like? Nothing. It was just a really good car, right? It was an awesome car, yeah. And this just... kind of feels the same way. It's a yeah. really balanced, like, just a good car. Yeah, there's really nothing there.
0: So it's, I replaced it with another really, really awesome car. And that's one thing that we had discussed, too, is, like, if I do replace my 993, it had to be with something really, really awesome. Because, I mean, otherwise I was going to be disappointed, right? I mean, I don't want to go into, like something that was mediocre, and, you know, I let Cheyenne from uh, Petrolicious drive the car, and we took it up on some twisty roads, and he was fucking apt, you know, he was just, like, just telling me, like, you know, how I would have been disappointed. He straight up told me, you know what, dude? Because he's driven all kinds of GTVs, you know, Afshin, um, you know, he's, a, he's an Alpha Collector, the, the, the CEO and founder of Petrolicious, and he's driven all of his cars, and he, and even some of their customer cars, and, like, you know, he's driven everything from, like, race-prepped GTVs to GTA Juniors, you know, the works. Um, and he said straight up, dude, you would have been disappointed driving a fucking GTV, like compared to this car. Like, because he's like, it's, it's that much better of a
1: car, right? No doubt that a GTV has its works and its character, right? But I think that's a weird comparison. I think the better comparison is that Cheyenne drives, he dailies an E46 M3 with a six speed manual. Sure. And he said, he likes the way this drives way better.
0: Yeah, he said that this was, um, he said not only is this a better car, like, like a better car to drive around town, like, because the E46 M3s are, are, you know, they're over-damped for, like, the most part, right? They have, Choppy. They're choppy, you know, they're kind of, they kind of throw you, they kind of beat you up a little bit, you know, they kind of jostle you, um, and, you know, it's it, it's not, you know oddly enough. You don't have as much torque on the low end, it feels, because it's a heavy... The car weighs 3,400 pounds. That's yeah. 333 horsepower, but it's a, it's a very linear, kind of, kind of you know, zippy, kind of zingy kind of power. power. Yeah. Like, you have to really rev them out to get the power out. Where this car, you know, you, you have... You know, it's light enough, it's only 3,000 pounds, 270 horsepower but you have enough power down low to actually get you moving around you know where you're not you know it's not like a it's not tiring to like have to rev it out to get it and then you're and for him being in LA traffic and shit in the city you know he felt like this was not only like a better car to drive around but also a much more comfortable car he felt like the suspension's better and also the seating position's nicer he loved the visibility Um, so it was cool to get that feedback and he also straight up told me that this is the best transmission he's ever felt like he's like dude this is the best transmission I've ever shifted like which is pretty cool feedback pretty cool I mean uh, kind of praise right yeah and I agree dude I mean I'm a huge G50 nerd like that's my favorite
1: transmission and this is right up there with it like like literally right up there with it no think, this feels really good I mean I would compare it to like a newer 997 or something like right like 997 no, GT3 right but that's a little more like chunky yeah um, this great is like transmission like a, though yeah this is but this, this has that this has that Honda kind of delicate like snick snick yeah it, it feels awesome i mean yeah. it, it feels like my tsx but less rubbery and just more direct and it's yeah. way
0: tighter too it's yeah it's, it's tight shorter throw and like yeah the effort is it's like it's the only way to describe it is people say this dude it's it's rifle jesus christ yeah, it's a. Uh, what do you got? Rifle action? Rifle bolt, bolt action rifle? Yeah, bolt action. <laughs> bolt action, that's the like fucking term. Um, and it is that way. It's like, just like, you yeah, know, like yeah. it's sneaky and it's not very long, not a very long throw, but just long enough to where it's nice. It's not too short. It's like, too short's kind of annoying sometimes, you know? Too short. Biatch? Yeah, too short. Maybe gotta let it go. Um, so, yeah,
1: dude, pretty rad that. I don't know, man. I mean, also, you know what it also has? It's the perfect. So, this, like your 993, like a 996, I would say, I would say E46 M3, E36 M3, they have a great power-to-weight ratio. They're, they're like, they're not, definitely not slow car fast, but they're not, you know, to today's standards, they're not a super fast car. Yeah. But it's kind of, like, the, the perfect amount of power. Right. You're never, you're not, like, yearning for more power. Not at all, yeah. But it's also... It's, it's fast, you yeah. yeah, It's quick, yeah, totally. and it's fun, yeah, absolutely. But you can also have fun at seven tenths,
0: yeah. And it's you know it's, it drives like a mid-engine car. You know, you do yep. feel it pivot yep. around the center, and yeah, You can feel it rotate. It rotates really, really nice. The turn is fucking awesome, and on throttle, even because the LSD kicks in, yo, and you're fucking moving. You know, it rotates really, really well. Right now, you know, once you start to push it, you do feel the front end to wash out. Or start,
1: start to wash out because... I think that's all tires right now. The front tires suck, but... Um, so they're, they're hard... Hard old tires, and they're only 205's Yeah, they're two hundred five, and
0: also you know they're they're you know they're high performance summers. They're not like up to par with like today's like high performance like summer. They're, it's not a Michelin yeah. Super Sport, not a Continental VW. But I
1: think if it was a brand new S drive, it would it would be a that would be a huge r- improvement. You'd be like, oh,
0: that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. and that's something that I always wonder. We talked about this on the way down. It's like. I wonder if a brand new S drive is at par with the original stock OEM spec tire, the original Yokohama that this car was spec'd out with. I know it was a very special tire because like, the carcass was unique so, to each corner. They built, you know, it was a really special tire specifically designed yeah. for this car. But in terms of like grip and performance, is it the same? I don't know because I mean that's twenty years ago, twenty five years ago.
1: Right? I bet it's better. Better, you think? You know what? This gets back to my dream scenario. I want to take these cars like this car put michelin pilot super sports on it yeah and test the numbers compared to the stock car yeah yeah right compared to the like bench like just race them like what is it what does it pull on a skid pad yeah slalom and then i want to do that with like a 944 right yeah put like put brand new michelin pilot sports on it and see what that difference is Right. just straight up tires. yeah like, totally. that would be a rad
0: test yeah there's that one that who was it that did the the 356 versus uh fucking Toyota minivan oh uh, that was grassroots motorsports was it odyssey or yeah it was it, an odyssey, odyssey yeah grassroots yeah that it was, was like, like 10 Honda years odyssey, ago right? yeah yeah and i mean but that one was fucked up because basically they put better rubber and you know wheels or whatever um on a Honda Odyssey minivan and then did an autocross course, and the minivan destroyed the three fifty six. But they yeah. didn't. I wanted to do. I wanted them to do. Okay, stock for stock, upgrade the tires on the minivan, and then upgrade the tires on the three fifty six as well. Like yeah. I wanted to see how it compares there, right? Like, yeah, yeah. What's the improvement on the three fifty six? You know, so they only they just upgraded the tires in the minivan to prove that. You know, but that's a huge gap. We're talking 40, 50 years or whatever, right? Yeah, like, that's
1: giant. Yeah, but uh, and and but this era car was. You know, is still kind of relevant to that. So that's kind of, a, you know, and even 80s cars are still relevant. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, that'd be a cool.
0: Yeah, so I mean, it's, I don't know. It's pretty awesome, man. I'm am going to say it definitely lives up to the hype. You know, people say these are fucking awesome driving cars.
1: And yeah, so you're crazy. You bought this thing without ever driving one or driving this car. I literally bought it sight
0: unseen without even fucking ever driving one. And I told the guy, the last conversation I had with him, because, you know, I was kind of pressuring the guy. I'm like, you know what, dude, let's fucking make a deal. Um, and, and uh, you know, I'm looking at a lot of cars. I don't want to, I'm, I'm so committed to buying your car. I don't want to buy anything else because I fucking, I'm already in love with yours, right? Yeah. And I was looking at a bunch of other stuff. And, um, but straight up, like, you know, I, I kind of, you know, I lived vicariously through other people. And I, you know, I really, you know, I say this a lot, and, you know you know matt, matt and i we've gotten to some we, we've had butted heads on this before um and you know even you have, and we all have but it's like against matt in particular because he gets to drive all kinds of amazing machines you know oh, because, yeah. because of the nature of where he works but not everybody gets that same opportunity so we speak the same language as a lot of people out there in terms of like okay like you know if you know a journalist or a racing driver a randy Pobst, or like you know matt Farah of the world matt Farah's chris harris of the world's they drive all these cars, and we understand. We we've, we've driven, we've raced, and we we understand what a certain you know what certain vocabulary means, what certain things I mean, Sure, there's a subjective element, but when somebody tells you a car has really nice direct feedback, like direct steering, and really excellent feedback in the steering, when somebody tells you that the brakes have like a very analog feel and, and don't, are not overly boosted, like those things, sure, there's a subjective component, but ninety percent of it is objective, and you, you get it right,
1: like you especially someone that's driven you know, thousands of cars, right. You know, multiple hundreds of cars. Uh, and, you know, And so you understand that, right? When someone tells you the,
0: like, it sounds a certain way or, oh, this is the engine, the engine characteristics are a certain way or, you know, and, and when you've driven, you know, you've driven a mid engine car and somebody tells you, oh, it does this. And then you're like, oh, you have that connection, right? You may not have driven that exact car, yeah. but you have a sense of what that does, what that is. Right. And so I basically kind of gathered all the information that I read and like, or just took that information in and said, okay, you know what? This sounds like something I would really, really, really like, you know?
1: Yeah. Of course, sure. It's like... I Here's the thing, going. though. Have you ever heard someone say, oh, NSX is dry like shit? Never. Yeah. And and that's the thing,
0: right? It's like, maybe, you know, and, and this can go... I mean, this is sort of a related kind of analogy. Like, Rotten Tomatoes or like these reviews, right? Like, when you have 98% of the population... And people that dedicate their Likes lives the that dedicate their lives to reviewing and viewing movies, they have a lot of experience in understanding cinema, cinematography, story, you know, character build up, all of the things that make a good movie, right? Sure, there's gonna be a subjective component that ultimately makes me like like I love the room, which is the shittiest movie ever made. And some people just absolutely cannot sit through it. But you know, you have like your campy... movie?
1: People that think won a county award. No,
0: it didn't. It's terrible. Maybe wait, the, wait, which? The Room by Tommy Wiseau, dude. It's fucking horrible. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, you have like. You have, I thought like, you meant the, Room from no, last No, year. not Room. No, that's like a really good movie. <laughs> but you know, you have your outliers. You have your kind of subjective things, right? Where it's like, I have a certain kind of quirkiness where I appreciate certain things where someone might not, you know, whatever. But. Pulp Fiction. I don't know anybody that I've ever spoken to that says that's a shitty movie. It's a fun. It's an amazing movie for many, many, many reasons, right? And if you understand cinema and you've watched a lot of movies, you understand why it's a really good movie, right? So, um, but I mean, that's kind of it. Kind of goes with like cars as well, right? Like when you're dealing with people who like dedicate their lives to driving cars and to really and, and 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 you yourself have have you know a substantial amount of experience, you kind of you you can make that sort of. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're speaking, they speak to you, right? Like, you kind of to meet eye to eye yeah. on certain things, and so that's a kind of, like, why I, I went for it, and, like, it wasn't even, like, in any way, like, really kind of, like, a I, I wasn't reluctant at all or hesitant, you know? It's like, dude, this sounds like an amazing thing.
1: Just looking at the fucking thing, I, I've always loved these cars, right? Like, Yeah. And well, I guess this happens a lot, like, I mean, these days, people are ordering these cars, like, two years before they come out. Yeah, And they're just, you know, ordering them blind, essentially. Yeah. So it's pretty commonplace, but uh, I I did it with my uh, Volkswagen, but that was a computer car, so who cares, right? Yeah. This is, a, this is a different kind of thing. This is a car that you're driving it just for the pure, you know, the, the pure enjoyment of driving the car. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, I don't think anyone's ever, I haven't heard anyone really, like, if it was if this was uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, it would have a ninety nine percent. Yeah, you know, sure. right oh. or a hundred percent. Yeah, which you know means everyone likes the car. Yep. Yeah, and you
0: know. it just you know, by, of course, you know, as was, you know, it, there could be that one, you know, one percent, but like, and that one percent may be like. I don't know. It's it's someone that I don't necessarily. Like you read the one percent guy's review or the one that the guy that what's it called that gave it a bad review. Yeah. And maybe I don't see eye to eye with that guy. He's like the guy who, you know, I I've read all of his reviews on Motor Trend or I've seen all of his videos yeah. and I, and he appreciates shit that I don't give a fuck about. You know, like I don't I I don't care for X. Right. Like I don't want maybe a car that's understeer biased. Maybe the guy. Maybe likes he's that.
1: from Family Car Family Car Magazine. Sure, and he knocks it because it only has two seats and it doesn't have enough trunk space and no cup holder. Yeah, I'm like, and I'm like, fuck you, dude! I don't give a shit about that. and, yeah. like, and it has way. manual. The steering's too, too heavy, too heavy for him. Yeah, totally. That's so. A, yeah. That's where it would, you know. And you obviously know, you know. Yeah, so that's kind of yeah. That's it's an interesting. So thing So it's lived I mean, up to all your standards. I think it's lived up to mine. Um, notoriously, I hate everything. Yeah, I, and uh, yeah, I like yeah, the car. It's holy really shit. fun
0: you like this car dude yeah i like
1: it it's kind of a big deal great uh and i mean for the price these are right now they're still undervalued way undervalued and uh yeah they're definitely destined to to climb up they're becoming more of a classic you know every day every year whatever and i i I think it's a really yeah, yeah i think it's a really pretty car and i think silver silver over black on this car is a Great color combination. Yeah, I'm so, so stoked I found it. Yeah. That's why,
0: like, you know, I mean, you guys know, like, when I found it, I was like, cash offer immediately, yep. I want this car, on unseen, like, let's do this, right, because I knew, you know, when was another opportunity like this going to arise, and and uh, and, and we've been talking about this, dude, there's so many fucking automatics out there. I know. Like, that's whatever, that's all you see for sale in red ones, but why the fuck, I mean, well, we, that's a whole other fucking conversation, but, I mean, I don't even understand why they made an automatic NSX,
1: but... Well, why would they make an automatic 911? I mean, why? Yeah, I guess yeah, I it's, guess that, it's yeah. everything, right? Right. It's, yeah, someone. I mean, it sells cars, right? I guess. Yeah. There,
0: there are some. There are people out there who are willing to buy them, or it's about making money ultimately, right? Yeah, but of course. But I mean, going back to money and, and really one thing that's blowing my mind right now, like I think these cars are super, super underrated, and it could be just that they, they simply don't have the exposure that like a super has gotten, right? And like. Why are Supras... Oh, worked? that.
1: Dude, Why now you, that you just mentioned that, i are yeah. fucking... Now, like, a Supra in this condition would be 80 grand, dude. Yeah. And with this, with a this Supra car, is yeah. not a
0: fucking NSX. Dude. This car has 60,000, 65,000 miles, yeah. all records since new, like, great ownership, uh, history. This is an $80,000 car if it was a Supra, for sure. For
1: sure. And a Supra is not on this level. It's below this level. I don't Even understand. though, you know, they have good power, they have... They have more power, they have three hundred horsepower or whatever. They have like two eighty something. Yeah, but they're uh, six speed and all this stuff. But they were a you know, forty five thousand dollar sports car. This was a sixty thousand dollar sports car and you know and it's mid engine and all that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, that's crazy. I, I don't understand. I mean, I guess it was the fast and the furious
0: hype. I don't know I don't know what happened there,
1: but I wonder what the numbers are. Like were there more of these than super turbos? I want no, to there say can't no. be. I can. I there don't know. can't be, dude. I'm talking out of my ass because but I'm of the say
0: price, no, yeah. right? Yeah, no doubt. But they made eighteen thousand globally of these, you know, uh-huh. of all very, vari- of all variants, you know, not just. I mean, the early cars are obviously more rare. And you they know? built them to two thousand five or so. Or the the seven? Sup- the supers? I can't no, remember these. These. Oh, these 20- 2005, man. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember the supers. I-, I can't remember at all, dude. I I want to say that the supers were built later. I know that the RSXs were. Were built, um, and sold later than, uh, in, in Japan than anywhere else in the world. They continue to basically sell them there, you know? Huh. I want to say that was the same case with Supras, because, yeah, I don't know, I mean... But we only got Supras until, ninety-seven 90, or eight, 98 90, eight or I don't 98 remember, or my super knowledge is weak, dude, but, I don't know, I still haven't driven, I mean, admittedly, I still haven't driven a Supra, but, um, just, like, sitting in them, like... And looking at the interior, like this is—it's not, not a
1: comparable car to this. so yeah. that's a 300 ZX comparison. That's yes, you know, that's yes. a Porsche 968. Yes, that's that level. This is a different kind of. This is Ferrari 348, 355, Porsche 993. I agree. This is a this is a this is a step
0: all, up. All so. aluminum monocoque, all aluminum body. Like it's that you know, it's a completely it's at a different level. Titanium connecting rods? Is it or what it's is a, it? components let's call yeah. it. <laughs> um, so i mean b-tech yeah dude it's it's crazy how these cars are so undervalued i really don't understand why like i have no idea i can't figure it out And my only guess is just you know lack of exposure and, and, and appreciate and just you know it, it t- it's gonna take people who really appreciate what this is to throw a lot of money at them and then that'll inflate the, <laughs> inflate the fucking yeah, market yeah. i guess that's the key what happens you know but because um Right now, they're trading for for just ridiculously low amounts compared to. Yeah, a unless centers. they
1: have like five thousand miles. On right, them. right, and then, okay. the, then they're getting into the seventies and stuff like yeah. that. But, but uh, yeah, that's, all right. Well, enough. Yeah, gushing about the NSX. Um, I hate. I personally hate the car. Yeah, I'm. I'm starting to hate it too. Just <laughs> the hatred. <laughs> hatred is rubbing off. Yeah. Uh, so, anything else to talk about on this podcast? I don't even know. Know, this is the weird what one. What do we got? Wonder, hopefully, it turns out. This is like, the, oh, so you were saying there is a there's a little bit of wind noise in this thing. I was about to say that there's definitely some wind noise. Yeah, so hopefully, that, you guys can hear us.
0: That's the, probably the shittiest thing about the car is that it's not as you know right now just cruising at one sixteenth of throttle. Um, you can't hear the motor or anything at all. The yeah. car is silent. But, you do get some wind noise. Uh, I don't know if it's, you know, old seals, or if that's just the way Man, they are. It might just be
1: the way it, I think it's just the way it is, because I don't, I, don't, I don't think, like, air is actually coming in or anything like that. Right. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not
0: obnoxious, but when we're trying to record a podcast... <laughs> yeah. It's
1: definitely creeping in. Uh, so, we don't have any trivia this week, I guess, huh? No trivia. Uh, I
0: thought we had some... Oh, wait a minute. We do have some trivia, but it's for ourselves. <laughs> wait, did we? No, we did learn on our own, because we're, we did notice that this car has projectors, and this was a 19, it was first sold in 1990 as a 91 model, so wait, wait, it's a 91
1: model.
0: <person screaming> Lane, what was the first car to ever be sold with Xenon headlamps? Uh, I don't know, what is it? 91 7 Series BMW. So that thing had projectors and HIDs. Uh, We're we're trying to figure that out. This car doesn't have HIDs. It's just projectors with halogens. 300 TXs also have projectors with halogens. But yeah, that was pretty kind of interesting to know that they fucking were sold that early on, right? I mean... Yeah. Because I'm trying to remember, like... I know that the E38s, which is like the, the next generation of the 7 Series, those definitely had HIDs, but I don't remember the really early cars having HIDs. Yeah, me either. Maybe, Maybe it, was, it was an option. Yeah, super expensive. There was
1: 750 ILs or whatever. it was like a
0: fucking $3,000 option. Yeah, service. exactly. Uh, but yeah, I, I do remember seeing a ton of the, the E38s with HIDs. I remember seeing, a, you know, like a Acura TLs with HIDs. Yeah, I remember HIDs? the
1: Acura's, uh, some... some generation nissan maximos those were kind of early adapters i think yeah i'm kind of what do you think my lights are kind of weak i don't know if just old bulbs yeah, are they're or, a little or, weak. or if i should throw some maybe you need some different
0: some different bulbs maybe led bulbs plug right yeah,
1: in they're definitely uh maybe they're maybe they're too they're if you bring oh, them oh, up a little bit or something problems. yeah maybe they're just they're weak uh, for sure i don't know yeah they're definitely weak so, I guess that's a podcast, or what? Yeah, oh. it's a podcast. guest. Alright, hopefully you guys can hear us. Um, we'll be back to normal programming next week. And, uh, yeah, go check out check out Slip Angle Show. Check out pet, Petrolicious.com. And, what else, Art? I don't know, I'm just trying to think of, like, we missed something that was, like, super obvious and everyone's gonna ask us. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, there was a lot of lot of nsx yeah we'll get yeah we're gonna
0: sit down next week with uh, that you know what on the the thursday
1: show uh we'll ask questions and we'll get questions about the nsx yeah and And then we'll have Brian and warren
0: on board as well so they're gonna
1: they're gonna want to discuss hopefully they can drive the car before yeah we'll definitely try to squeeze that in cool all right guys later later